Global Podcast. I am Dan Albano with OCVarsity.com and the Orange County Register, your high school uh, sports uh, you know, connection here in, uh, in Orange County. And I'm joined again by Orange Lutheran, boys and girls water polo coach Steve Carrera. And how are you doing uh, this morning, coach? We're um, just a couple days outside of the uh, South Coast Tournament. How are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. It's uh, middle of the week and just getting ready for some games um, on our end and, and uh, nice to review some video and, and recap South Coast Tournament, uh, see where things went, uh, what games went well and what games didn't. All right. Well, one of the big things that happened uh, as a result of the South Coast uh, Tournament was that there was some shuffle in the rankings, and uh, especially here in Orange County, there was some pretty good shuffling uh, as a result of that South Coast Tournament. So I thought we would uh, talk a little bit about the rankings Water polo fans always are interested in rankings. Uh, it, it always kind of uh, it's excite, it excites me and it uh, you know um, intrigues me. Or I'll be at the South Coast tournament and the games are you know still got a couple rounds left in the in the tournament. And people are already talking about how the polls are going to be yeah. and uh, how the next poll is going to be on Monday and um, how CIF rankings are going to are going to look. So that's always uh, fun and um, I. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about you know how Orange County looks this weekend. There was no change at the top. Vermont Day remains number one after they won their sixth consecutive South Coast League tournament, um, South Coast uh, South Coast tournament, I should say. But uh, then there's some shuffling after that. You have uh, Foothill jumps to number two in Orange County. We talked a lot about the Foothill Knights on our podcast, and uh, that was virtue by uh, taking third place in the tournament. Loyola, and, you know, a non-Orange County team was the runner-up to modern day. So the Knights move up to second, and then third went to Corona Del Mar, who got fourth in the tournament. Uh, Sea Kings had a, a very good tournament, played, uh, finished above their seed. And uh, so they go they go to fourth, and then, uh, excuse me, third in the county, and then fourth, a uh, new fourth team is Dana Hills, which took fifth in the tournament, uh, upsetting Huntington Beach, and uh, speaking of the Oilers, they're number five. So that's your... Your top five in Orange County. What's your thoughts on the uh, the new, uh, you know, really uh, shuffled top five in Orange County, Coach? Well, I mean, I, I definitely think that uh, you got it right. I mean, based off of the results of the South Coast Tournament, you could only go based off of um, the latest games. And, you know, I think it's very clear uh, teams beat other teams. You know, Dana beat Huntington Beach, which was a, a great win for their program. And uh, with Foothill uh, placing, uh, doing so well in the uh, South Coast tournament, I think it's, you know, I think it's right on right now. I mean, those teams are, are playing very well. Uh, those teams are hot. And, um, you know, I think even Dana Hills and talking to Coach Matt Rosa, um, he mentioned that, hey, you know, Wojciechowski wasn't playing for Huntington Beach. And that obviously makes a big difference. But, um you know, that's him being humble, you know, and I, I do think that they deserve to uh, be in that number four spot uh, with Huntington Beach being in number five because of that loss. So, you know, really, it, it's really cool to see parity between Division One and Division Two. I think that's a really strong sign for, for water polo as a whole in Orange County to see these teams at the top, um, you know, spread among divisions. And it's going to be very interesting to see how things shape up in a year from now um, if CIF holds with that uh, open division type of playoff system, how how different things will be next year uh, when that happens. 
Yeah, that that'll be interesting. And, and I, I like your point about the parity. I think uh, outside of modern day, I mean, even even modern day had a pretty close game in the semis with Corona Del Mar. Uh, it was eleven to seven, pretty competitive game. Modern day just blew out uh, Loyola in the final. Um, that game got really out of hand pretty quickly, especially uh, in the third quarter. Um, turned very lopsided, but some outstanding parity. Um, you know, uh, Phil, you know, division, you know, ranked number one in Division Two, looks really strong finishing that tournament. That's, that was an impressive way they played so well against Crone Del Mar. The third place game, not always, you don't always see the, the highest motivation at times, but, you know, Foothill, I think, made a statement with that game. And, you know, they had already beat Dana Hills uh, in the, in the uh, second round, I believe it was. Um, or it's a to be quarterfinals. They beat Dana Hills at the South Coast Tournament. So uh, that was impressive. Uh, impressive run for that Division Two team. We mentioned Corona Del Mar. A lot of big kids on that team. Um, you know, uh, I think Morant made a big impact in, in, in goal. They have a great center play. Um, they're defending pretty well. Uh, they beat Huntington Beach at, in the quarterfinals at the, uh, at the at the tournament. So that was a big win for them. So they were probably still solid uh, Division One. Uh, dark horse Dana Hills right there uh, in Division 2 I think there's some separation probably going on in Division 2 it seems clearly now to me after about a month of water polo Foothill 1 Dana 2 that's pretty clear and I saw uh, yesterday I saw Dana Hills really take out El Toro pretty strong it was 12-10 um, Dana had a you know El Toro played outstanding and start the fourth quarter I don't think Dana played as well as they could have played. That combination led to a you know a, a seven goal game becoming a two goal game. Yeah. So, but Dana's uh, impressing with uh, their their play. Like you mentioned, uh, Ethan uh, Wojcikowski. You know, Huntington Beach got the uh, mild concussion. That's a, a pretty pretty significant setback right now for the Oilers. They're going to have to regroup. Have some tough games coming up. Um, and then the way this. Uh, the six through uh, ten uh, looks in Orange County. Orange Lutheran comes in at six. Uh, you guys battled uh, after your uh, your loss to the Bishops at the uh, South Coast Tournament. The team from uh, La Jolla, San Diego, um, and then he goes uh, Orange Lutheran, Newport Harbor, Capital Valley newcomer to the top ten after a strong showing at the South Coast Tournament. They uh, they upset El Toro. El Toro comes in at nine and Laguna Beach, uh, number ten, um, hanging in there pretty well. Um, one of the surprising teams this uh, so far this season. What's your thoughts on six through ten, coach? Well, I, I got a chance to see Capo Valley play um, against, uh, I believe it was Santa Margarita. No, I'm sorry. Well, I saw them play at the South Coast tournament. It was either El Toro, or Santa Margarita, and um, I'm sorry, Newport is what it was. And they were uh, very, they were a really impressive team. You know, Coach Yancey has them playing well. And, um, you know, they have a couple guys on that team that are really, really good players. Um, you know, I, I'm not I'm not really good with names, and I'm sorry I apologize for that. Um, but, you know, they have, they have a player on Capo um, who is just, he's a really strong player. I mean, he is, he's probably one of the best in Orange County. Um, very smooth, really creative, um, great finisher. And, uh, you know, I, I think he's an under-the-radar recruit. I talked to uh, Yancey about it a little bit uh, after their game. Um, but, you know, I know he's being looked at by a lot of schools right now. And, um, 
you know, he just really knows how to put the ball in the goal. I mean, he was pretty much unstoppable. So, um, you know, they, they're playing very well. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think, I think right now those teams are, you know, trying to find their way. I don't think that they're playing their best. You know, I think I could speak for Orange Lutheran in particular. You know, I mean, um, I think we're still trying to find our way, still young, still early, uh, heading into league now. You know, we're uh, just trying to find a good rhythm, and uh, we haven't been able to do that. And I think that's true for uh, several of the teams in that 6 through even 12 bracket. You know, Santa Margarita hasn't played their best water polo, um, you know, so... I, I, El Toro hasn't played their best. You know, Justin Johnson was missing uh, from their last game in the South Coast tournament. I believe he had to go to a wedding. So that, that obviously makes a huge difference uh, when the head coach isn't isn't there. So, um, you know, I, I think you're going to see some, some surprising surges uh, in October. And, um, you know, all around, though, I think there's a, you know, there's a lot more parity across the board. You know, don't be surprised if number seven beats a number three or four. I mean, that 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 is that could happen very easily, and um, you know, even uh, any of those teams I think are beatable at this point. Yeah, you mentioned El Toro. They they actually they had uh, they had a, one of their players had a brutality against Corona Del Mar. I believe that was the second round game, so they were shorthanded. Uh, I think on Friday. Um, so the second day of the tournament, um, then they had another kid who had a staff infection. One of their uh, one of their left-handers, uh, I think it was Jack Layton. Um, so they were down a couple guys at times, um, and you know, in addition to Coach Johnson. So, um, so that was a little, you know, I, you know, El Toro's an interesting team. I think they're improved. Um, they're not real physically uh, tall team, but they have some talent on that team. I do like uh, Connor Wild as a pretty good lefty. Um, but they're going to probably have to get up and down pretty good and defend really well. And I can see them having trouble against a, a big Corona Del Mar team. You know, um, yeah. So, and, I mean, um, Capo beating El Toro in the South Coast tournament was a big deal. You know, that was that was a yeah. big deal. You know, and it's Seacrest is the guy uh, who I'm yeah. talking about, uh, Capo. Um, you know, he's having monster games. And so I think that 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 league is going gonna, is gonna to shape up into a very competitive league. And, and just to touch back on... Uh, the Division Two number one and number two. I think if things play out the way they're going right now, I think the Division Two final could be probably um, the more fan-friendly uh, final uh, out of out of the divisions. I think that that would be a uh, that's going to be a very very good game, uh, two uh, really good teams, and um, I know uh, Rosa is just you know he's been on the door. On the on the doorstep for for a while now with some really good teams and I think this might be the year that he really breaks through, um, and you know and going back to the one through five you know over the last couple of years we've heard a lot of noise from uh, water polo fans about how the private schools are dominating and it's all about the private school and so on and so forth and you know all of a sudden you know you fast forward to this year you know you're starting to see some. Uh, really good talent all across the board, and I think that um, I think that's a very good thing uh, because people have been talking a lot about pri- you know private schools being in their own division and all that kind of stuff, um, which I, I understand the argument, but at the same time, you know you're seeing teams 
uh, rising to the occasion and playing very well and 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 starting to see that it's it's not just about private school. There's so many uh, mis- misperceptions about what what it is at a pri- what it's like at a private school, and and so you're starting to see uh, you know modern day there at number one, and you know Olu is at number six, you know, and you have everything in between. So um, I think that's that's a good thing for the sport. Well, it should be interesting. Um, yeah, you mentioned Austin Seacrest is a uh, he was actually the week this week uh, from OCVarsity.com. Uh, senior, so uh, he's that he has he's playing very well. And I wanted to ask you about a couple uh, one other team coach that you guys also played, and then I guess uh, reportedly I read that they got a couple of their players back, but that was Newport Harbor um, had a couple guys that we've been missing. You guys played them; they look like they've uh, maybe. Uh, how did they look to you? Did they look improved? Yeah, they definitely look improved. I mean, I think Ross is really. Ross Sinclair is really trying to make the ship right. And, um, you know, I, I think there have been some players that have been lost and, uh, you know, players removed from the team or left on their own. Um, I think until that stops, you can't really get into a rhythm. I definitely think they look better than they did in Santa Barbara. Um, but, you know, I think continually having for lack of a better term, continually having drama uh, is never a good thing. You know, I think it's it's important to try to eliminate, and I know Coach is trying to do that. You know, I know he's trying to eliminate as much drama as possible. Um, but I think until that completely happens, you won't see uh, Newport uh, play their very best. But I will say that if I'm Huntington Beach, I'm not looking past Newport Harbor in league play at all. Uh, not not one bit. Because Newport knows how to play league. Newport, you know, they're going to have a strong fan base. They're going to have a lot of support. Uh, they're going to have a lot of alumni coming out to games. And so, you know, don't be surprised if, if there's an upset there in that league. Well, that would be an upset uh, for sure. Heinz Beach is the uh, defending league champion. Um, well, um, and then, you know, you mentioned uh, Dana Hills. You know, I've I definitely been impressed with what I've seen so far out of Bennett Williams, who's an uh, early Stanford commit, outstanding uh, attacker on the 1-2 side. Um, you know, I've seen him play with, uh, with the, the national team. Uh, I think it's probably the youth or junior teams. Um, he's looked very good, and, and a guy I like a lot. Um, I saw a lot last uh, yesterday, and I'm going to be writing more, a little bit more about him today. Jack McLaughlin is a uh, is a junior at Dana Hills, and he is a legit player. And he had six goals against El Toro. Very composed, very good defensively. Swims lights out. Um, Jack McLaughlin is uh, probably an under the, under the radar junior that I think is uh, he's going to be their next guy. And, and they, you know, Coach Rose has done a nice job where they've you know they've developed a guy like you know they had uh, Marco Asik who you know came out of J. Sarah as a freshman, but then. Did very well at Dana Hills. Now is at Pepperdine. Bennett, uh, probably you know, probably a better player um, than even Marco. Bennett's going to Stanford. I think he's going to do very well at Stanford. And I think Jack's going to be the next type of uh, you know real solid college player. That um, you know, I think uh, the credit to Coach Rosa. You know, he he's working very well with the club system and you know the high school system, and you know he has a really good you know thing going on right now and um you know i i agree with williams just 
I mean, he's, he's a man among boys right now, and he's sort of a, an unstoppable player. You have to know where he is at all times. I mean, I think as you get into the better part of October and November, you know, coaches are going to start scheming and, and coaches are going to start really trying to eliminate uh, the go-to player as much as possible. And so, you know, for Dana, luckily they've had some players stepping up and taking on that role, um, but it's going to be even more more so, uh, you know, heading into this part of, of the season. So I think, you know, how the coach, how Rosa adjusts to what the teams are doing against him is going to be critical. And, um, you know, obviously you're not always going to have a good game. So uh, they're a, they've been able to rely a lot on their defense. Their goalkeeper's playing very well. So, you know, I think if those things stay in place, they're going to be where they want to be at the end of the year, which is in the final. And, I mean, that's really all you could ask for. Yeah, and I don't believe Dana's ever made the final before. And, of course, Foothill looking for their – they're trying to go back back for the first time ever in their, in their you know, story program. Hey, Coach, as we wrap up our podcast, we, of course, thank all the, uh, the Waterpool fans that have continued to listen to us and uh, checked in with us this week. There's a couple of intriguing games, uh, you know, coming up on this, this Saturday's uh, – docket of uh of schedule you know one of them is you know we just mentioned newport harbor they're going to end corona del mar it's gonna, they're going to be in their battle of the bay game uh that's going to be uh saturday night seven o'clock i believe the game is at newport harbor uh battle of bay is always an annual game you could probably say arguably that's the best and most storied water polo rivalry in orange county um so many cif titles between them olympians between them a lot of history um runs really deep i mean the only one that could probably can Compared to it, um, you, know, you know, in recent years has been, you know, which is very story too. You got Footville Park, you know, Battle of the Century when they were in the Century League for so many years. Yeah. But um, that's going to be a big one. Any thoughts on the Battle of the Bay, where you know the community is going to turn? Come, it's uh, it's going to be a very intense game. Um, you know, sh- you know, what do you, do you think? Uh, I mean, obviously, Corona Del Mar is going to be the favorite. Um, Newport doesn't. Really, the only senior they have is uh, Joe Ferraro, who's a solid, real solid goalie. Um, maybe another under-the-radar type prospect. Joe Ferraro's a big kid, um, good goalie as a senior, but you know Newport's so young. But they've gotten some of their guys back. Um, well, I think I think they might have one other. They might have a senior too. I think maybe are back, you know, um, in the field now, mixing with mostly a young team though. Know. But you think can the Sailors uh, hang with, uh, you know, um, with the well, I mean, first things first thing, throw the rankings out the window. The rankings don't matter. It doesn't matter if one team is number one and the other team is a hundred. You know, I mean, whenever this game happens, it's a one goal game, and everybody's super fired up uh, to to uh, play that game. The crowd is going to make a huge impact on that game, and you know, I think. I think this is a game that you want to go out and check out. You know, I mean, you you don't want to you don't want to just uh, you know I love your tweets, but you don't want to just see the tweets. You want to be out there actually participating in this because it is a great rivalry. It is a great game. You have um, you know Barry, who's proven himself year uh, time and time again how great of a coach he is, and um, you know you have Ross, who's done a great job at CDM uh, for the girls. And now he's making his way uh, through the guys' ranks, and and he's you know he's a, a great young coach to watch, and he's doing a good job. And 
Um, so I think this is going to be a really a really good game for both programs. You know, I mean, they both have a lot to gain and a lot to lose with this game. And uh, you know, if you're CDM, you're sort of on a roll. Uh, you know, you feel like, hey, we were right there with Modern Day. You know, I think Coach Barry got a, you know, not to bring it up, but I think he got a red card during that game. And so, right. you know, he feels like, hey, you know, we were right there and some calls didn't go our way. And, and so we want to stay on track. With Newport, you know, if they win this game, all of a sudden anybody who's questioning Coach or what they're doing all of a sudden gets on board with what they're doing. And I think it's just that simple. You know, when you win, it's a lot easier to do the things that you're doing and, and to have everybody buy in. And so, yeah. you know, Newport doesn't have that significant win this year yet, and this could be it. Yeah, it should be interesting. I, I, think, I, know, I think even Newport just needs to play, uh, they can play a good close game, um, which I think, you know, I think that would be a step in the direction. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they necessarily have to win this. But if, if they can come out and do some positive things, keep it close for a while, get within a couple of goals. I think that would be uh, that'd be a step in the right direction. You know, they're bringing in new players, and yeah, you French and CDM. One of the guys who's looked really good is Brendan Hack. One of the you know merges one of the better centers in Orange County, and uh, you know they they were it was a seven seven tie with Modern Day in the final three quarters. Modern Day had jumped up like four nothing after the first quarter on CDM in that semifinal. O'Day did get the red card. He couldn't coach the next game, the third place game. But uh, they were seven seven with him, um, getting some good uh, good play at center. You know, and it's Saturday's an interesting day for uh, for the uh, for for me as a reporter, where I got uh, you know in Orange County, Huntington Beach is going up to play Harvard Westlake, um, and a four thirty game up at Studio 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 City, so up in LA. Long drive, but it definitely will be worth it. You know, Ethan Wojciechowski, the you know outstanding rising junior um, for Huntington Beach, he's got the mouth concussion, probably likely not to play. But last time, you know, these guys played, it was pretty close. Yep. Could Huntington do it again? So that's on the schedule. But can I can I make it all the way back to Newport Harbor uh, by seven o'clock? That's kind of doubtful. And then there's also Saturday. You have um, the Villa Park Classic is going on. They'll have the finals on Saturday. Um, all of those top eight will be at. Villa Park. There's a lot of non-Orange County teams in that tournament this year. You have top yeah. seed Sir Francis Drake, Damian, San Marcos, and Rigetti. That's your top three. Then you come back at five with El Toro, six, Villa Park, St. Mary's, seven, and Palos Verdes, eight, as your top eight. Then there's, you know, the next row is Carlsbad, Claremont, Rio Americano, Sacramento, Aslomas from North Cal. So if you want to see a real you know, diverse, wide area in water polo. You got the Ville Park Classic to pick from at um, on Saturday night. And then, if you want to get up early on Saturday and uh, get out to Myriad and Valley, um, the Nighthawks are playing host to Laguna Beach in a Division Three clash, ten o'clock. And um, and you know that before Capo stirred things up at the South Coast tournament, this was going to be one and two. And I know uh, with Laguna Beach being one, Marietta Valley two. Now, uh, you know, Capital Valley is going up to number one in Division Three. And coach, I know you have—you'll probably be a great uh, have some insight. I think you've already seen—you probably seen Marietta Valley, perhaps in Santa Barbara. But then you have—you uh, guys are going to be playing Laguna Beach uh, tomorrow. Yeah, we got Laguna Beach tomorrow. Which I mean, I mean, I know they have some young guys, but they still have a couple 
uh, strong, strong seniors. And, and I mean, you know, Ethan uh, always has them ready to go. Um, you know, they they look like they're like right on the doorstep, you know, they, they're, uh, they're, they're ready to make a breakthrough. And then, um, you know, the Saturday games, you know, how you sort of laid them out there, you know, I think obviously it's a good, it's a good day for water polo. Olu plays Agora, which is going to be a, a good game. Agora's not, not having a great year right now, but I mean, you know, uh, Dusty is a great coach and, um, he'll, he'll be able to turn that around. Uh, hopefully not against us, but he'll be able to turn it around at some point. Um, but yeah, I mean the the HB Harvard game and the uh, you know Battle of the Bay, I, I have to say, are probably the games um, for fans to watch. And you know, this is where that you know you know live streaming and all that stuff. You wish that it was a little bit more accessible uh, so that you could watch all these games um, all at once and not have to miss one. You know. Yeah, uh, thanks, thanks again for having me, and it's good talking to you as always. All right, Coach, thanks, and thanks to everybody joining us. And please uh, keep listening. All our, our, all our broadcasts are archived on our uh, Buzzsprout uh, website. And uh, thanks again for joining us on Inside. Inside.